Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out Campfire Stories. Did you know that you can tune into our live stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Spotify? That's right. You can listen to our show live every week. But Corinne, you have to tell them the best part. Uh, How could I forget? Want to join the discussion, chat around the campfire, or share your own ghoulish and ghostly story? All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app by following the link in our episode description. Nothing to be scared about. Maybe. You can sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. Then follow Campfire Stories to get notified when our room is going live and we'll save a spot for you by the fire. So remember, you can listen to Campfire Stories live on Spotify every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, or join us to share your story on the Spotify Live app available now at the App Store. You bring the stories and we will bring you the campfire. This month of October, and it's kind of a question of like, why did we decide to do so many terrifying tales? This is the weirdest thing. So if you haven't already, the episode that came out on Sunday, which is Crin did an incredible job covering Dr. Richard Gallagher and Julia, the possession story. We just saw, we were going through our email before this. We just saw two hours before that episode was published. We got an email from Dr. Richard Gallagher's people asking if we wanted to interview him on the podcast, which we're hoping to do eventually. But the timing of that is the most freaky, coincidental thing. And I've said this before. I don't believe in coincidences. I think that is cosmic something in the universe happening. Cosmic spookiness. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? So hopefully we'll talk to him. We'll get all the answers. It's so cool, but it is spooky too. It's just it just feels a little strange. Yeah. Has anyone seen the new Hocus Pocus movie? <gasps> Have you? Yeah, I mean, you pride. watched it. I did. I did. I couldn't. I couldn't wait. But now this is this is good because there's so many Easter eggs, so many hidden moments that I feel like I need to watch this thing five times to even. Okay. Get everything. Corinne, I literally told my sister we couldn't watch it because I said I'd watch it with you. Oh, Sabrina. Oh, I'm such a bitch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. As long as you're okay watching it again. Oh, 1,000%. Okay. okay. I figured I figured we'd watch it multiple times. I figured you and I would watch it together. I figured there's going to be at some point where we have it like live streamed and we're in Discord or something like talking <laughs> yes. about it with everybody. I figured this was going to be multiple times this month. I'm yeah, sorry. We'll watch it multiple times. It's okay. I feel so bad. I have heard some um, not so positive things about it my mom sent me an article with uh, pretty much like all just negative feedback and I was like I don't even want to look at that I'm not like this doesn't exist to me I'm only gonna have positive thoughts about it so I didn't read it but um I am really excited to watch it and I think yeah we're not gonna say any spoilers but what I'll say is it's it's not I don't know why people are hating on it I think it's a great movie still I think it's one of those things where when you take an older film and bring it into the this new century it's hard because mm-hmm. things are going to be different but i feel like they've tried they tried to keep a lot of the same type of comedy the only negative thing i'll mm. say about this whole movie is that i felt like some of the music could have been better 
Oh, interesting. I just wanted it to, I didn't want it to be so like, feel so current. You know, I wanted it to feel like we were back in 1994. Like witchy and old. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm also like the most excited for. It's kind of like the, the Fantastic Beasts movie to me. Like, I don't think they are met just love being thrown back into the wizarding Mm -hmm. magical world that I'm allowed, like I allow it's escapism for me. Like I'm not going to like be hypercritical and have this like, Mm, I'm a critic of movies lenses on when I'm right. watching them because it's not about that for me. It's about yeah, it just feels pleasure good. and joy and magic. Right. Yeah. I felt that way. I am a diehard Mamma Mia fan. Uh-huh. I've seen that movie hundred times probably. Not that's an exaggeration, but many, <laughs> many, many times. And I watched with my family Mamma Mia too. And I'm pretty sure my it was my dad that was like, that movie was not good. When we watched Mamma Mia 2 and I was like, I loved it because it was just about feeling and like letting myself enjoy just as much as I did as the first one. But if I had actually looked at it and like picked the movie apart, I wouldn't have liked it nearly as much as the first one. But it's not about that. It's just right. It's the love of the characters and the movie and the storyline and the vibes. Vibes. Love of the vibes. Yeah. And you know what? Who cares if other people aren't liking it? As long as you're enjoying yourself, that's what matters. And this is the movie. I haven't even seen it yet. And I just know that I'm going to enjoy it just for the nostalgic purposes. I do. Okay, Corinne. So I'm going, you guys, everyone. Mm -hmm. Hi, we're going to get into stories in a second, but it's just fun to talk to you all. Um, (laughs) I am flying out to Boston and next Tuesday, well, I'm flying out on Saturday. I'm taking red eye. And then on Tuesday of next week, we will be together for Campfire Stories. Yeah. And then after, we're going to watch probably Hocus Pocus. But I'd also be super down to watch, like, Practical Magic or one of those movies. Oh, me too. Maybe we'll yes. just do a movie marathon late night. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you fall asleep with me. We should um, make, like, little s'mores or something. I don't know. Oh, hot or cider. Like, pop popcorn with our favorite candy inside of it <gasps> Ooh, we got to get some good sleepover movie snacks i'm excited yes. we're having a sleepover we're having a slumber party this is I, so did i ask to stay the night i think i did <laughs> yeah you can stay the night there's a little pull-out couch or you can share the bed with me oh i'm for sure you're gonna share the bed with okay you. good <laughs> let's be real there were times was was it with you when you and i were staying in some hotel together and we ended up sleeping in the same that sounds like something we would do. I think it was, I swear this happened when we were doing the tour. And probably with live shows. I think we did. Live the, show. I think there was like a two, two beds and one hotel. Yeah. Was that in New York? Sharing together. And I think we just decided we should share the same bed. <laughs> Let's not be scared here. Let's just sleep together. Let's just snuggle. It has nothing to do with the fact that we're terrified that something is going to be standing at the end of the bed at night. <laughs> Well, Nothing. then you're safe, right? Because then you can put your back, like we can have, be back to back, back to and back. face out and we know nothing's coming from the other side. Right. We're protecting each other. Yeah, We've got each other's backs. Literally. Literally. Okay. Um, let's start this off. So uh, if you haven't been here before or if you have in your need a refresher, this is Campfire Stories where we invite all of you to share your stories with the paranormal and strange things on stage with us and there's no theme tonight we occasionally do themes last week we did witches and curses and i just re-listened to the episode and whoo it's a good one but uh there's no theme this week so truly any story cryptids paranormal aliens 
Yeah. Emphasis on aliens always for me. Emphasis <laughs> on Bigfoot always for Corinne. But you any know cryptid, any creature. Like you yes. see a little goblin? Tell me about it. Ooh, yes. We had a little goblin story today. We ask that you try to find a quiet space to tell your story just so that we can, everyone here can hear you and that the audio is clear for us to share on the Two Girls and Ghosts podcast feed later when this comes out. And we ask that you try to keep your story to five-ish minutes, but, you know, tell your story properly. Right. We're definitely going to bring up Ariel first, but as Sabrina figures out who the next two people are after that, I am going to answer a question that was in the chat. Okay. A few times people said, when are you guys doing live shows again? And the answer is definitely next year. Like we we're trying to work out our schedules and travel stuff, but there's, there's going to be, there's gotta be something in 2023. We'll yeah. promise you that something, something will come. And we have ideas. We have like really cool and exciting ideas. The biggest thing for Corinne and I is that we want to make sure our live shows are true to who we are. And so we're working out the details. Yeah. We're figuring it out. It just takes a little teacher. extra planning. Yes. But okay. I'm going to bring up Ariel. And then after that, Alexa, and then after that, Mina. All righty. So this literally happened to me probably like on Saturday. Oh, gosh. Oh gosh. Yeah. And I was like, I literally got home at 1 a.m. and started to write it down to send it in an email to you guys. And then, you know, here I am Tuesday night. <laughs> Perfect. This was meant to be. I mean, well, no, sorry. I don't know why I'm so excited. This is this is probably a terrifying oh, no. experience. I'm like, I'm so glad this happened to you. So you oh, can tell no. us. Oh no, you're gonna like freak the fuck out. Sorry for my language, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally I babysit these kids and I live in like upstate New York. So like you you know, near Buffalo, Canada, Niagara, all that stuff. So like these kids I babysit, I've been watching them for like five years since I was like seventeen, I'm twenty-two now. And so like they were down in Florida for the pandemic at their beach house and then they moved back up. And while they were down in Florida, they got horses. So like there's these two gigantic horses I have in a barn and like it's like 10 acres of property. So it's a huge thing of land. Like the house is like about a half mile set back from the road. And then the main barn you can see from the house and their like porch and stuff. And so like these two kids they have been back in their old house for like maybe a month now but so like they moved and now they're back so the house Mm -hmm. is like a bit of a mess and like we're eating pizza and playing outside on the trampoline and stuff and the four-year-old goes ariel did you see the zombie man crawling in the woods (gasps) yup 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 oh my god I'm like, but we don't talk about that. It's probably just a deer or a bear because, you know, we have those up here. <laughs> and he's like, no, I've been seeing it since we got home. I'm like, no, yeah. bud, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then his sister goes, she's 10. So, like, I trust her more than I trust the four-year-old, you know. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, it hasn't been the same since we got back from Florida with the horses. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> because i'm sitting there alone in this house and the nearest neighbor is like a mile away and we're like 20 minutes from the closest target or walmart or wegmans i'm just sitting here thinking oh my god i only have two cats these two horses these two kids and a dog to protect me what am i gonna do the parents are like an hour away at a wedding i'm like okay um let's play inside and so i shuffle them inside put on like some buzz light the new buzz light year movie on yeah and they shut up about it for a little bit but then the cat the cat so this cat is like maybe three years old he's this beautiful little like short white hair cat and 
you know, he's kind of like grumpy cat, like we'll snuggle with you, but doesn't like to be pet. We'll kind of just chill, hang out. I've never seen him. Literally. And so I've never seen him get mad before. And his hair stands on end and he's like hissing out the window by the sink that looks out into the barn by the horses. And I let the dog out to go. And I'm like, Freddie, the the cat's name is Freddie. And I'm like, Freddie, stop that. Stop hissing. And I bat him down the kitchen sink. And he's goes running elsewhere and I'm like okay that was weird and then I let the dog out and the dog you know they have an invisible fence and the dog is like running around and then he freezes like a deer caught in headlights and he starts whimpering and I'm like oh and I'm like bud what do you see and the dog's name is Chewy after Chewbacca from Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) yeah the dad named their dog and I love it and so the dog is just staring in terror at something around the corner, and I have the lights of the deck on, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And so I literally, I'm like, Joey, come, give a loud whistle, and then the horses get spooked either from whatever's around the corner or my whistle, I don't know which one, and the dog comes bolting back to me through the doggy door, and I lock the doggy door because it has like a little kind of latch thing and then I like lock the actual door to the deck and then I just see the horses like going buck fucking wild like oh god God. like kicking in the stall and I'm like these horses have have always been so even tempered like they let the four-year-old ride on them with like bareback they don't nip their hands but for these horses to be going off alarm bells are going off my head I'm like okay 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 I don't want to call the parents I don't want to freak out because like Maybe I'm just imagining stuff, but like I literally have pepper oh spray gosh. in my purse. So I grab my pepper spray. I grab the dog, starts barking, and the cat. And so I sit with the dog and the cat on the couch and I start scrolling through like TikToks and I start watching like happy shows. Like, yeah. Okay. And then I sit there for the next hour. And then at 10 30, I hear a scratching. Oh, like the little on the basement door, the basement door. No. Do they? Because they, they have a little cat door for the cats to go down there and, like, oh, probably the litter box. Ah. But then, no, 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 no. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And so I, like, poke a, one of the kids' toys. It's like a foam baseball bat through the little hole with my pepper spray and my flashlight on my phone in hand. Nothing there. I go back, more scratching, 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 scratching. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. God, I'm about to put myself from crying, peeing, whatever, like pure fear. <laughs> and then the yeah. And it stops. And I'm like, did you guys get another cat or something? And they're like, no, we don't have anything in the basement. The cat's litter box is in the bathroom up here. And I'm like, then what was that? And then the dad, you know, gets the taser. He's like, if someone's in the house, you girls run. And the mom's like, okay. And the kids are asleep upstairs. And he goes down in the basement, flicks the light out. He goes, ah, fuck. The chinchilla got out again. It's like, when did you guys get a chinchilla? <laughs> No way. So much is happening right now. I know. And so I'm like, so you guys don't have another cat? And he's like, yeah, the chinchilla got out of a cage. I'm like, when did you get a chinchilla? And he's like, we collected it down in Florida. And I'm like, collected oh, it. Like, these people love animals, obviously. I have heard a chinchilla things. is a great pet yeah. yeah it's like a giant hamster super sweet yeah. but she got out of her cage because she hadn't been in this house before because you know new surroundings and the chinchilla they're like yeah we're gonna have to give the chinchilla away i'm like then what were the horses kicking at and they're like mm. i'm like Ugh. right like the ch- the chinchilla scratching like that that makes sense for what was happening in the basement and what you were hearing yeah. but that does not account for exactly. anything else no yeah. 
no. and I just keep telling myself it was a deer, it was a deer, it was a deer. Cause like we have so many deer up here. Like I've had so many deers with my car before. And so I'm like, okay, it was just a deer. But for the kids to tell me that it was crawling, uh uh-uh, uh, no. Thank God you locked the doggy door. Cause can you imagine seeing the like long ass arms just reach through? literally and so i mean like i didn't tell the kids that and i didn't tell the parents about the flesh pedestrian but like i was like let's get deer in the barn and they're like not really mainly just squirrels and like small rodents i'm like i guess that was not what you saw that is not what was creeping on the property yep this is truly you know remember um when a stranger calls that movie this is the when a flesh pedestrian invades this this is the yeah. movie and it needs to be that it's the same situation you're babysitting it's it's yep. it's this yep. the it's call this luckily is coming from outside of the house but you got to do everything you can to keep it out there yeah yep but the kids were good i'm good i i honestly like their house was never that bad beforehand honest to god like it's always been a nice one and you know like no bad vibes, but now ever since I came back with the goddamn chinchilla, something's <laughs> off. Oh my gosh, maybe the chinchilla. chinchilla. Yeah, maybe. the haunted chinchilla. Wait, so have you been back since this happened? Um, I'm actually babysitting for them like in a week and a half, so I will definitely update you guys. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you're there right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the call is now coming from inside the house. So, the chinchilla is on the my shoulder now. Um, <laughs> it's it's well, holding. Now I have like. With the the nine, it's like, tell my story. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> but I still don't know what spooked the horses or the dog or the cat. I mean, and also let's just remember that the kids were saying that they were seeing yeah. this weird crawling thing outside. Since they came back from Florida. Like, yeah. And there's they, some human they, witnesses here. Yeah. And I trust the 10 year old more than I do the four year old. And the 10 year old's like, yeah, it stood on two legs one time. I was like, mm-hmm. Nope. Hell no. I shut it down. I was like, oh, it's probably just a big deer, guys, or a bear or a wolf. And they're like, um, sure. Yeah, sure. No, this was amazing and a very well told story. I was, uh, thank you. I was sweating. I was anxious. It was, uh, I mean, still so fresh in my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad everyone's okay. Yeah. 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 You survived. That's all that matters. (laughs) Let us know what happens or if anything happens next time. Yeah, or if those kids keep saying it. Yeah, tell us. Give us the the paranormal gossip. Yeah. You know I will. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. Bye. It's so frightening to have to be the person in charge and you have to try to stay calm, but everything is making you want to run and scream and get Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, totally. That, oh gosh, that's why babysitting's tough. That's why being a parent's tough. That's why being responsible for literally anyone is tough because you can't make decisions only for yourself. <sighs> also, uh, while I was just like scrolling, mm-hmm. I do this every time. I just scroll and see who's here. You know, we have regulars. Yeah, I like to friends. see yeah. who's listening, who's in the chat, who's who's just silently listening and not not chattering. And uh, I came across a profile, and that would be your husband. <laughs> Did you see his profile picture? No, what is it? I think he made it custom. It goes, what's that? He customized? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find it again. Nick, Nick will say you something was in, the up chat? in the chat? Yeah, so we can all look at this thing. Is he still here? It says Nick Z. And then mm-hmm. it's it's Ghostface. And it says, what's up? Interesting. And it's definitely him. It's not a po- It's not someone else pretending to be him <laughs> because you follow him. So. Oh, I followed him? Wow, it's so nice of me. I know. Should I follow him? I don't He's know. maybe the, the only person I follow on here then. Aside from you and Campfire Stories. Um, okay, well, if you find it, let me know. Alexa earlier in the chat said something happened to her literally 10 minutes ago. So um, in an effort to, one, support Alexa through this experience, uh, and then, two, selfishly hear the full story as it's fresh, I'm going to bring right. Alexa And then up. hopefully not contribute to any continued yes. hauntings and then we're talking about it, but... After that, I'm going to bring up Mina. Okay. Lovely. Hey, Alexa. uh, Hello. I'm here with my cat, Binks. (laughs) Little precious Binks. Yes. Um, So this happened literally 30 minutes ago. Um, A little backstory. Um, I was on here one other time and I had the story. It was a few months ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't been on lately because um, I keep forgetting. But this happened just... <laughs> Set your reminders, me. Alexa. I know. Join. Or maybe this ghostly experience happened to you as a reminder to come join Campfire Stories. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I think it did because it literally happened. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have to tell this. And it's Tuesday. And it's like almost 7. I literally got <laughs> off the phone like right at like 6.50. And I was like, it's perfect timing. So... Um, this happened, like I said, half an hour ago and it is, it is very sad, but at like, at the same time, it's heartwarming because I don't know, I think I just became a medium for like 15 minutes. Um, I've never really had anything like this happen to me, although I've wanted to be able to like, um, pass messages to people from people who have passed away. Like it's always kind of been like, I wish I could do that. Um, just never really knew how to like open myself up. I've gotten like messages and dreams. Um, like my past life story I shared last time, I just seem to get a lot through my dreams. So, but this was the first time it's happened as I'm awake and fully aware. Um, so my little sister, she, she's not little, but like younger than me, Yeah, she's 18 and she unfortunately went to rehab, um, for some things. And she was there for probably a month. And while she was in rehab, she met this guy and they kind of hit it off. And they, I guess, were in a relationship uh, during the time that she was in rehab. And she said that he just made her feel like very welcome. He was one person that she could talk to about why she was in rehab. And he was like the main person that she would spend time with. And they really had like a really deep connection And, um, when she got out of rehab, they kind of stopped talking. Um, she eventually started dating someone new and this person, um, I'll just call him Jack. I don't want to say his name, but, um, so Jack would kind of start following her friends and he would message them asking how my sister and her boyfriend were. And she thought it was kind of creepy, which like, yes, it is. But I think he just kind of like went the wrong way with it. Like didn't know how to properly ask without making it creepy, I guess. But Mm -hmm. she 
she basically was saying that, you know, he wouldn't leave her alone, but um, she also kind of just is kind of dramatic. So it's, you know, whatever. He was trying to contact her and she wasn't really having it. So she texts me today, like in our sister's group chat. And she goes, has Jack added any of you guys on Facebook or followed you on Instagram? Because he's trying to ask about me and my new relationship to all my friends. And I was like, no, I haven't, but like, I'll let you know if he does. So that was at like 1 PM. I get a call at 6.30 and my sister is bawling and crying her eyes out. Like, I I can't understand anything she's saying. And she's like, Jack died. And I was like, what? Like, you just talked to me about, like, this is the first time I've heard of this person. Like, you just talked to me about him today. She goes, it was insane. Like, I got chills because, it, it, like, we were just talking about him. And this was the first time I've ever heard of him. She's like, he died. Like, um, my friend called me and told me that he had overdosed. And he had been sober for, like, six years or so. And I think, um, unfortunately, like fentanyl is found in a lot of things right now. Yes, and so, this is so sad. Yeah. So I'm assuming she said that it was probably an accident because he was really happy and he hadn't relapsed as far as she knew. Um, and the last time she talked to him, it was like last Saturday. So as far as she knew, like he wasn't using like he was, but like I said, unfortunately, fentanyl is being found in a lot of other drugs. And oh. so you just really never know. Um, this is so devastating. It was, it's so sad. And I didn't, obviously I didn't know like what to tell her. There's nothing that I could say that could make her feel any less sad. I told her it was right. going to be a grieving process. Like it's okay to cry, like, um, you know, whatever. And she was like, yeah, we, we left on such bad terms. Like she was crying. She's like, I wish I could text him because like I was so mean to him the last time that we talked and I was like, oh, you know, that makes it even worse, like leaving on a bad note. And then you just never having the chance to talk to that person and let them know how you felt or say you're sorry or anything like that. So sad. And so I get up and I go over to the couch and I'm sitting on my couch and I'm trying to talk to my sister and I'm like, you know, the people who pass, they always have full knowledge after they're gone. Like, I'm sure he knows that you didn't mean it in a bad way, or he knows that, you know, you weren't trying to be rude. It was just miscommunication. And then I told her, I was like, if there's anything you need to say, like get a piece of paper, write down everything that you would want to say, like things that you kept from him that you wish you could say, write it all down and then bury it, burn it, give it back to the universe, you know, but I'm sure he knows that you didn't mean whatever you said in that way. Um, so that was, that's really incredible advice. First of all, I think. Yeah. It just kind of came out of nowhere. I've never told her to do that, but like, (laughs) it's a good way to say like, yeah, goodbyes, get it all out. But so I'm sitting on the, on the fucking couch. Sorry. I'm like, Oh, it just happened (laughs) out of nowhere. Like I've never had people call it downloads, but like, I've never had a download that came to me so quickly and so prominent. Like I knew what it was. And so I'm sitting on my couch and I get a picture in my head and this guy has curly, dark brown hair. It's pretty long. I see him sitting on a chair with a black long sleeve shirt and jeans. 
and he has a really, really nice smile. And I cut my sister off real quick because I'm still on the phone with her at this point. And I'm like, okay, Abby, that's my sister's name. I'm like, Abby, this just came in my head, but like, I feel like I have to tell you this. And I'm like, you might think I'm crazy or like whatever, but what I hear in my mind are just words that I didn't think myself, but something as if it was like put in my mind for me to tell her. And I hear Alexa, please tell her like, I'm okay. It wasn't her fault. And then I, I literally just tell her that. And I was like, I, I see his face. I tell her that I see a guy with curly hair and she's like, he had curly dark brown hair. And like, it was just so intense. And so then I was like, I was like, he's telling me like to tell you that it wasn't your fault and that, you know, he knows that you didn't mean to sound rude. You know, like I said, it was just miscommunication. And then she just started crying some more and I'm like trying, but then I keep getting more stuff. And so I'm like, hold on, wait. So I close my eyes and then I get the words family issues. And she had said, that he had some family issues, which is what kind of sent him into rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I just kept telling her, you know, it's not your fault. You didn't know that this was going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then I get a picture of a monarch butterfly. And I'm saying, okay, this is another thing I'm getting like, keep your eye out for a butterfly. Like, I didn't say monarch butterflies, I said butterfly, because that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, And, but like the picture in my head was a monarch butterfly. So I was like, watch out for pictures of butterflies or anything that has to do with the butterfly. It could be like the real butterfly, anything, but that is your, that is his sign that he's around you or like that he's with you and you're protected at that moment. And she goes, I've, I've been seeing monarch butterflies all day today. (gasps) What? Oh my gosh, Alexa, you are a freaking powerful woman. That has never happened to me. So I shit my pants and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and she was, like, she was like, yeah. And so I, I, I ended my conversation with her and then I had to call my best friend, which she's a real like psychic medium. Like she gets this shit all the time. And so I'm like, Sam, you're never going to believe what happened. I think I just got my first download. And so I told her the story and she's like, well, now that your guides know that you have this potential to hear spirits and see them or get messages, like you're going to be getting a lot more. So just find ways to protect yourself, ground yourself. But like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. And like, I was crying when I was telling her because I like felt this pain and this like sorrow. I don't know if it was hers or his, but like, he made sure to tell me that like he wasn't in pain when he left and it wasn't her fault. And like, it was, it was just amazing. It was incredible. So I had to jump on here and tell you guys. The story has so much tragedy in it, especially with fentanyl, especially with people who are struggling with addictions and whatnot. You know, there's a lot of heightened emotions and various energy. And a lot of times, like those are the people that are susceptible to some darkness and paranormal activity happening to them, which only, adds to the difficulty of their experience. But I'm so glad that you were able to have such clarity and have this sort of download as as people describe it and as you're describing it that allowed your sister 
to make peace. I, I don't know if make peace is the right way to put it, but but basically, to, I mean, it's still so fresh, but almost yeah. like just just to have a conversation, like a final goodbye. Before that, I told her I was like, do the piece of paper, write down everything you want to say, or even just like text his phone. I know like he doesn't have his phone anymore. He's not going to be able to reply back to you. But like, this was just, and it's so weird because I, I do practice like witchcraft, but I'm, I haven't really been in tune with myself lately. So it's really weird that like during this hard time that I'm going through, like currently unemployed, like kind of feeling depressed, don't really have motivation. Like I was able to pass happiness or peace onto someone yeah. else. And so it was, it was really incredible. So Jason in the chat said that he's got ways to help me open up. So I'm definitely going to talk to him. Yeah. Because this is something I've always wanted to be able to do. I just wasn't sure how, but like, and I don't know if it'll happen again, but it just was so clear to me. Yeah. Well, Alexa, I'm sorry you're going through a hard time right now. And I hear you that it's difficult to find motivation in these times. But it sounds like in addition to you already being a powerful human and like you have witchy powers, it sounds like the universe is also telling you, hey, you have these abilities and maybe it is time to spend some time working on them. Yeah, like I've been struggling with like meditation. Every try, Every time I try to meditate, I just like start thinking about something else like food or like what I should shop for on Amazon. Yeah. So like, yeah, I can't. Trust but, me, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys for choosing me. I'm so happy you brought me on and I was able to share another story. Yeah. Oh well, gosh. thank you so much thank for you, sharing. Yeah. And we're, um, we support you and your journey and are here um, and can't wait to hear more about it. Thank you. Banks, do you want to say bye? Bye, Dean. Say bye, Binks. He's sniffing the phone, but... <laughs> He says bye. <laughs> oh, thank you, Alexa. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, speaking of Jason, and just speaking of everybody, like I, I saw that Susie is does free tarot readings as well. Our Discord link, which I'll put again, but but I know um it's been shared in our in our chat just just shared it before too but i'm adding our discord link so that people can join there because that's a really good place to go after this or i know some people chat during this as well mm -hmm. and connect with each other uh because yeah. there's a lot of people who are are everyone's special here but there's some people <laughs> that have uh honed in on their gifts a little bit yeah. and we we get to benefit from learning from them and, and feeling their gifts also i just have to say my mom just did you see this what she wrote in the chat i she said corinne you're knocking gift i awakened to knocking at 5 30 a.m yesterday at grandma and grandpa's house i checked it out no one was around assuming someone wanted me to make up because multiple things happened after that to wake up mom what what happened I know my mom was freaking staying in the spare bedroom room that I stay in that I get scared in. Um, Deb, do you want to come she up? Said, I will. Yeah. Bring her up. Mom, will you come up? All right. We'll after see. that, I will bring up Mina as well, because that was who was next. But Deb, you got to tell us what's happening. Deb, give us a quick lowdown. Now she's going to be like, oh, shit. Why did I comment? <laughs> mom? Hello. Hi. Hi. I, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to alarm you with that little info, but when I saw the gif of the knocking, I'm like, wow, how apropos. 
after what <laughs> happened. Oh my goodness. So, um, in the upstairs bedroom. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. So, you know, okay. So I'll just tell you real quick. Cause I, Sabrina may not know this. And so, um, Sabrina just yes. for everyone else and Corinne knows this, but my, my father who's 82 had a medical emergency, very critical period of time in the hospital. He's yeah. 18 days in and today he's finally, uh, leaving for a acute rehab facility to get ready to come home and, you know, hopefully get back to normal. So things are right. looking good. But he while was an ICU warrior for a couple of weeks. Yes, he was. Yeah, right? I'm sure so, it was scary. So things were a little crazy. And I've been staying with my, my mother a lot because, you know, overnight she doesn't love to be alone. And I'm I'm here and I've been going to the hospital with her and we've been getting up very early to go to the hospital, to be with him, to see him. And uh, visiting hours start at eight. So I try to get there really early because uh, the doctors do rounds. You know, you never know. And I want to be there for it. Yeah. Anyway, so I I feel like this is <laughs> going to be kind of deflating, but I just wanted to let you know why I'm here. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, maybe there was some something I needed to just get there. Maybe my father was anxious. Um, he's a little bit, you know, as far as cognitively goes before this medical emergency happened, he was a very alert, very active 82 year old, like no, no problems really. And then now what they call ICU delirium, which for the nurses in the group, everyone knows what this is. Um, people in his age bracket tend to get a little funny mentally. They get a little bit almost like they have Alzheimer's or dementia from being in the hospital and especially coming out of a oh, sedation, wow. which which he had. So he's a little bit off his game and we're hoping, oh, wow, there's a siren. How interesting. Um, so we're hoping that once he's, you know, in this like rehab facility where he's working on PT and not concentrating on like medical wellness, right? He's, he's crossed that hurdle. Yeah. So hoping things Which will get reminds me, mom. So when he was put under and he was sedated and intubated for, yes. for a couple of weeks, you know, everybody was there in the hospital. I drove up multiple times to see him. People are rubbing his arm, like touching his, his hand. Some people are talking to him. But I was whispering in my grandpa's ear, giving him code words. Yeah. You're awake. You can hear me. When you wake up, so I still need to ask him if he, if he remembers. Well, the funny thing is, everyone thinks he doesn't really know why he landed there, and nobody's really told him. Like we've said a few things, but we've said, you know, you had this, you know, like medical emergency. You know, you went to urgent care. You went to the ER. Blah blah blah. And tonight, um, Bill, you know, Crin's dad, my husband came in and he hadn't seen, hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks. He's been traveling for work and he walked in and, you know, my father was just like lit up like a Christmas tree. So happy to see Bill. And he said, I, I, you know, I ended up here because I had a problem with my throat and it was an allergic reaction that he had, but no one has really gone over this with him. But so things are kind of coming more, you know, he's got more clarity now, but he, he was kind of telling Bill the story of his throat constriction. But anyway, so things, things are looking better. But anyway, so just the weirdness of the whole knocking thing. When I saw the gif, I was like, this is super weird. I was just telling Bill about it, who Bill and I are like ships crossing, passing in the night. We never see each other. I've been here. He's been traveling for work. Uh, yeah, we just, and I was telling him about what happened yesterday. And so what happened 5.30 in the morning, knock, knock, like 
like a loud knock, like if UPS or FedEx is at your door and they want you to come get your package or sign for something like knock, knock, real, you know, just boom, boom, mm-hmm. crystal clear, loud. Okay. And the bed that bedroom Corinne's referring to is a just above like where the garage door. So the garage and the door that comes into the house, into their mudroom, it's right above that. So if somebody was in the garage and knocking to come in to the house, that's where it would be. And that's where it sounded like it was coming from. It's also very early in the morning. So it wouldn't be. So here's my thought. So I didn't think it was overly weird only because at our house in Vermont, I always lock the door to the garage before I go to bed. And the door to the garage, my husband (laughs) always walks out there in the morning if he goes out there before anybody else, you know, or maybe he's loading his car to go to work, whatever. Oh, I forgot something. Comes back in. Forgot my keys. Comes back in. The door's locked. He's locked out. He's in the garage. So Yes. Many times in my life, I have been awakened to bang, 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 you know, and it's Bill in the garage trying to get my attention to get back into the house. Okay. Well, and also, mom, when you hear bangs or, or voices that early right. in the morning in our house and dad's not there, it's usually the ghosts reminding you that the yes. ghost truck is coming up the road and you do need to right. run bins out. Yeah. So I had a moment of being disoriented because normally I'm in my house in Vermont, but I, I woke up, I heard bang, bang, you know, the knock, knock. And I'm like, oh man, is he in the garage again? <laughs> like, what is he doing? <laughs> and then I realized, wait, no, I'm in my, my old, my childhood bedroom and in my parents' house. And I'm actually above the garage, just like at my house, I'm above the garage. And I'm thinking, oh no, did my mother go out there? Cause she's been getting up super early. Normally, you know, not, but with the stress of my father being hospitalized and, She's been, we've all been off our, our schedule. So she's been awake very early and I come down and she's like eating breakfast at five 30. So I thought, oh no, she went out there to put something in the recycling bin and got locked out. And I was like, oh my gosh, my poor mother. And I'm like, do I get up? Like I look in the hallways dark and thinking, yeah, she's not up. But I was like, oh, but what, what if? She's out there. So I do. And I was thinking about, you know, that crazy Geico commercial or whatever, where the, the kids like go into, let's go into the barn. Let's go, let's go in the car. Let's, you know, they, let's go into the corn maze or whatever. And I'm like, let's go into the garage at 530 in the morning. It's dark out. I'm alone. You know, my mother's probably sound asleep. And I, that's what I was thinking of that stupid commercial. I'm like, I have to go check it out. Like, forget it. You know, like you overcome your fear if you're worried about someone else. And I was. Of course. Yeah. So I went downstairs. I actually walked through the dark house, went to the garage, opened the door. There's no one out there, of course. And then I came back in. Oh, mom, I know. the door. That's dangerous. <laughs> like, I turned on all the lights and I had, I think I had my cell phone in my hand. I thought, what's that going to do? I don't know. But anyway. You're so oh little. Gosh. Anyone could <laughs> knock you down, mom. I could put you in my pocket and carry you around. Everyone says, what would you do if I were a worm? Would you still love me? You are the size of a worm. <laughs> You're too small to be doing that. You need to stay telling, through the door. Hello? I was someone and the then, other day that you say to me, I could just flick you. I could just flick <laughs> you and you'd just fly away. Down. When it's windy, I say, go put on your ankle weights. I don't want you to fly away. Oh. Out okay. So I did the stupid thing that they do in the Geico commercial and the scary movies, right? And you're like, why would they do that? That's so stupid. Well, that's what I did. I opened the door because I was worried about my mother. I'm like, 
what if, you know? So fine, she wasn't out there. She's in bed. Came back in, put the coffee maker on. I'm like, I'm still tired. It's 5.30 in the morning. Going to go back to bed. Go upstairs, lay in bed. I'm wide awake because I'm a little bit, you know, unnerved about what just happened. I'm like, I'm not going to fall asleep, but I'll lay here till the coffee's ready. And I'm laying there in the room and I'm hearing all these noises. Now, mind you, this is my childhood bedroom, right? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm used to the house noises here. Yeah. We don't have a lot of house noises here compared to our house in Vermont. But I, <laughs> I mean, it's, I was thinking about that recently. It's pretty quiet here. And I heard commotion in the corner, which is where the closet is, and also the door to the hallway. And my mother, when she gets up, often will come into the hallway. There's another closet outside in the hallway, and she'll be rummaging through, like, you know, getting clothes out for the day or whatever. I thought, oh, she's up. She's getting stuff ready. But I can see under the door, there's no light on. I'm like, well, there's no way she's out there in the dark because she always turns the lights on. I'm like, yeah, no, she's not up. There's something else laying there. I'm like, no, that's nothing. Just a house noise, more noises. It sounds like if, you know, like somebody was moving hangers or putting a set of car keys on a countertop, just those kinds of noises, like a metallic almost clinking, not the norm, not the norm in this room at all. I was like, what is happening? I'm like, Someone doesn't want me sleeping. Fine. Fine. I'll get up. I'm like, all right, I'm taking the hint. I'm getting up. So I get up. My mother, you know, comes downstairs within moments, wakes up, comes out of her room. So it wasn't her. Whatever made the noise, it was not my mother. Do you think it was grandpa accidentally astral projecting? Because he wakes up at like 4.30 a.m. Maybe he was going about his morning routine. 100%. Because so we get, I come downstairs we're going about our morning and we're trying to hustle because like I said, we were trying to get to the hospital to see the doctors doing rounds and they could, they could be there at 815, right? In his room. And it's like, you miss it. You do not see a doctor, right? You see the nurses, which is great because they give you the info, but you don't. Yeah. But you, you got to try again next, the I'm next day. I'm trying to get that team, right? Of doctors and interns, residents, whatever. Right. So we're hustling. So I go back up to take a shower and the clock is off, like the clock that's on the dresser. You know, they have an old school, like digital clock blinking. It's like, the, okay, what happened? The electricity did not go off. There was no power surge. What happened? So I try to reset it. Nope, still blinking. Unplug it, turn it, plug it back in, try to reset it. Still blinking. I'm like, I get it. Okay, message received. Get your butt out of this house. <laughs> get moving. So we get there. And the nurse that was there was saying that he was my father, who was normally, he's super mild-mannered, very good-natured, was like a bit agitated, a bit nervous. Um, Where have you been? I've been waiting for hours. You know, we're there at like 8.20. Okay, this is like good timing for us. Visiting hours start at 8 a.m. and no one's there. We were the first ones there. So, but he's all turned upside down. And the nurse said he was up all night. He ate his dinner, which he didn't want the night before they took it. And they said, well, the refrigerator reheated at 4 a.m. They reheated his dinner. He was like a newborn baby when they get reversed. They think night is day and, you know, you have to kind of work. He had a horrible night and he thought it was day. And he was like, what happened to my family? And like I said, cognitively, he's not 100%. He's a bit confused. He was stressed out that we were not there. 
And I was like, oh, goodness, we did not roll in at like 915 or, you know, an hour later because his anxiety would have been like through the roof, you know, was like, oh, I'm so glad you guys came early. He's really stressed out. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Whoever did this and got my butt moving at 530 (laughs) AM because yeah, we got where we needed to be. Right. Or I mean, like there has been parts where, I mean, there's plenty of moments where grandpa's like totally with it, but then there's other parts, like you said, where it kind of feels like the sundowners dementia with dementia yeah situation and i wonder if like part of his mind does go that's so fascinating and he was stressed and was like get get the day going like i need my family come to me yeah 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 i know i have to say you know and corinne's well aware of this i know we've shared we've shared some pretty interesting stories over the years but my dad's mother is the one who kept me company from the great beyond. Um, she died in 1973. Corinne and Christian and I were alone a lot in, uh, 1998 when Bill was, um, changing jobs and he was in a training program and we were alone a lot in a town that we didn't know a lot of people. And Corinne was a toddler. Christian was a newborn or, or, you know, a young toddler. She was preschooler. My grandmother's powder scent, very distinctive, would be in my bedroom every night that I was alone in that house. Oh, wow. In northern New Hampshire, my grandmother's scent was there. I'd open the door to go to bed at night, and my grandmother's smell was there. Corinne, you had experiences like that, right, with your grandma's smell? Me? No, I just retold. Well, my my grandma, so... My mom's talking about my grandma's mother-in-law. Right, right. So okay. Yeah, so my father's mother. And that's why I'm thinking, was it her? Was she saying, oh. you know, go, go, please go visit your dad. You know, he's stressed out. He needs. Well, because, yeah, because she, she's a strong and powerful person. That Portuguese side, that blood is strong and spiritual because so my grandma <laughs> had bought a like potpourri pouch in the past that I've talked about, what, 20, 30 years ago, because it smelled like grandma de Frias great grandma DeFreyas. Yes, my father's mother. Yes. Right. And it still smells to this day. And that's I mean well, that's bizarre. After yes. eleven months, ten months, you know? Right. So it makes no sense. We just sniffed it. We just sniffed it when I was here over the weekend. Um, my mother pulled it out. She goes, smell this. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> still so strong. Mom, you're wow. gonna have to let us know if anything else happens. And I'm telling you gonna... that woman, I think it really was her. She's very yeah. powerful. Very wow. powerful. I got to yeah. keep, I got to go visit the hospital again and whisper some more things to grandpa. I got to use him <laughs> as my case study. Right, right, right. Well, he's, a, he's going to a rehab facility um, tonight as we speak. He was being transported in the evening. So all goes well, but yeah, so, you know, things are moving in the right direction, but we realize he's had a lot of anxiety and, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds like if he does start having more trouble, you will be notified again. <laughs> His mother is taking care of business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Um, And I hope he he's able to recover quickly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think he is. I think, you know, we're we're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, mom. Thanks, Deb. Of course. course. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye bye. Bye. As promised, Mina has been waiting basically this entire episode. Um, And then I did have I wrote down Cassandra. So next week, Cassandra, I will bring you up first. You're starting Cassandra. I'm going to write this down so we don't forget. I did. 
I wrote it down and highlighted it oh, in my notebook. Amazing. Mina. Hi. Oh my Hi, gosh. Mina. Who is that dog in your profile picture? That's Lucy. She's wearing a sombrero. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So <laughs> cute. just heard her name. So she's super excited and probably wants a French fry. Oh, I want a French fry. Yeah, me too. Lucy, calm down. Um, hi, everybody. So I was waiting and I love hearing your mom's story. She was so sweet. Hopefully your um, grandfather does oh, better. Thank you. Goodness gracious. Those are scary moments yeah. in the hospital. So funny. I, um, I have my uh, I have my really, really good cousin here. So she's going to listen in on the story that she's heard many times. But yay, a family affair, <laughs> a family affair. Um, so a little backstory is we lost my mother in 2002 in March on St. Patrick's Day, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. And um, uh, just after that, my dad was kind of like on a crazy, I try to do everything for my kiddos, make you guys happy binge. And he ended up deciding to one day sporadically uh, take us to Vegas on a weekend getaway. It was my brother, myself, a cousin and a friend. And my dad had just bought a brand new like Honda Accord back in the day in the night, like early 2000s. And um, I am probably a freshman in high school and my sister is a sophomore. So Vegas for us kids and my dad is not going to let us go to school on Friday. The whole thing is like ready to go. Um, And we were really excited. And then somehow, some way, my sister and I used to sleep in the same bedroom. So our beds are twins, right? So they're right next to each other. Mm -hmm. And I woke up at maybe like seven, which I'm not a morning person. And I look up at the ceiling and I have like a strange thought. And I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Vegas. And I kind of like peer over to the side to my sister. And my sister has her eyes wide awake. And she gives me this creepy smile. Like, I know what you're thinking. And she goes, I don't want to go either. And I'm like, okay, so we're not going. Yeah. And she's like, so we're not going. And like a second later, my dad opens the door and he's like, you girls ready? Like, we're leaving. Let's go. And we're like, dad, we don't want to go. Can we just have money? And he looks at us (laughs) with the strangest look in his face. And he's like, you don't want to go to Vegas. And we're like, no, no, we don't want to go. We don't want to go. He's like, Ah, okay. Well, here's a hundred dollars and have a great weekend. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys later. So he takes off with my brother, my cousin Beto, a friend of the family, him and some other person. So I think it was like, I don't know, three of them, three Mm -hmm. of them all together. It's a small little Honda Accord three seater in the back and then passenger. So they leave. And at that time for those youngins, phones just came out, right? Like the big black phones. And we were super excited. So my dad's leaving like every 30 minutes in an hour. We're calling my dad. Are you there yet? Are you there yet? He's like, no, I'm not there yet. Stop calling me. hung up. On the third call, which would have put him in about an uh, about maybe 30 minutes from Barstow. I call and he doesn't answer. And for anybody who has had like terrible news come their way, do you know like that sinking gut feeling? Like something's yeah. not right. Yeah. So I get that feeling and I dial again. And my dad picks up and he doesn't sound joy- joyful anymore, like happy. And he goes, Mija, which in Spanish is like daughter. He's like, yeah, get your sister, get her on the phone. There's been an accident. Oh, no. And I lost my mother recently. So I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. So I give the phone to my sister 
And my sister starts to immediately start crying. And then it's relayed to me, go get your uncle Santos. My uncle Santos and my uncle Nicolas live across the street from us. They're my dad's brothers. So I knew it was bad. So I run out the door and I grab my uncle, get him to the house. And I am like, what's going on? And apparently while they were headed to Barstow, my dad sped up to try to pass someone on a two-car lane. And when he did, the back tire popped. Oh, and it God. popped to the point that the car flipped like uh, forward, not rolled, but flipped three times over itself. Oh, my trunk gosh. forward and oh then three God. times down an embankment. So it was like that a, sounds it was like it was like a movie theater flip, like three times oh my gosh. crazy down to the point where the truck driver that was behind them that stopped on the road, when he saw the accident, he's like, they're dead. They're all oh dead. My gosh. Oh my gosh. So thankfully everybody's okay. My, my, my brother, my older brother went to the hospital. He had like this big bruise on his butt. He's going to kill me when I tell people that. Uh, but yeah, like all he had was this giant bruise on his behind because that's the point of impact. Yeah. So here's the ghost part. If everybody's on discord, I'm going to give you guys all the freaking creeps right now. So my apologies. I'm dropping the discord link in the chat so people can head over there. So when my dad went to the um, junkyard to take pictures for insurance purposes, he took pictures on a camera roll, like the old school ones. He took two in a row. He took like five or six in a row. And the following pictures came out and two had something on them. And oh the crazy thing is, is that they're so freaking clear that it literally made us cry. And it gave backstory to potentially why me and my sister decided not to go that morning. So in the oh picture, gosh. you'll see the car is completely totaled. Yeah. And two pictures have the car with a massive, maybe six, seven foot shadow bent on its knees. Oh you gosh. can see the outline of the feet. <gasps> you can see the cloth on the hands you can see it hunched over to the point where it kind of looks like there is potentially like a wing oh my gosh i have so many chills and you can and and it's perfectly outlined you can see the hand reaching into the back you can see the feet like you can see see, yeah the knees like everything so there's two back-to-back pictures that have that image and again a polaroid image and the simple fact that if my sister and I had been in this small car, we would have been wearing seatbelts in the back. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. You guys would have been. We would have been dead. Yeah. Most likely would have been dead. Or the way that this car is crumpled up too. Like that. I just, oh my gosh. It's, it's so a miracle scary. anyone survived to begin yeah. with. But yeah. You guys were in the back. Like that's, wow. How do you survive that? So that's one of my favorite pictures that we have in the family because it reminds me of yes. being a guardian angel and potentially Absolutely. having something to do with that morning, oh us not getting into the car. 1,000%. Oh, my gosh. This I feel is, like I'm going to cry. It's so it's both simultaneously scary. Yes. Also so heartwarming because, you know, you have you. it, it all happened for a reason. You were being protected. 
I'm wow. Right. Like everybody in that car, the message, all of the energy was put forward to you and, and your sister to make sure you were not in that car because had you been there, you guys wouldn't have survived. And then I feel like it, whether it be your mom or, or some other guardian, but I, I really do agree with you that it, it's, it's gotta be your mom. Then all of the energy could be spent making sure that the impact of everybody else who was on the front side of the car, who wasn't going to be in the section that was crunched, was also getting the least amount of injury and impact yeah. possible. Exactly. Right. Right. Because the car didn't just roll like down an embankment. Like it was a oh legitimate. Gosh. My dad says that when the first flip occurred and he saw glass coming his way, like in slow motion, he turned around to see my brother like on over his uh, left hand side and just mouth hold on because he knew it was going to be bad. Like, oh my God, really bad. So, and of course, I always joke with my brother. My brother's my mom's favorite, even after she's dead, that she <laughs> saved him <laughs> and only gave him a bruise. But to I, end, well, I, I know that she's straight up made you stay at home. So I just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think we're her favorite in a different way. But yeah, my brother's yeah. definitely always been her favorite. But so that was my crazy story that I've always wanted to share with you guys, especially because the picture just speaks a thousand words. But without the story, you don't understand how crazy and yeah. crazier it gets because it's so evident. Like there's no way that you cannot tell me there's knees or feet there. Like, right. It's oh, there. It's so, so clear to me. Yeah, it is. And it really just like the way that it is too. like, it's this large white. It just feels like this this being that isn't scary, right? Like it feels protective. Yes. It feels warm. And the size of it too, it does feel like this protective thing that's that has enough power to protect you too. So yeah, it totally is giving that angel, guardian angel vibe. So it's your mom showing herself in the best way yeah. that she can. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have like, I know because I have you guys with your jaws mouth open. I might as well share <laughs> a really, really funny quick story that also involved a car and my mom, but it's a little bit Absolutely. funnier just so that people don't go creeped out. So my mom, when she passed away, we would go every Sunday to um, to the cemetery to go see her and say hi and all that good stuff. And um, on a random Sunday, our next door neighbor was showing my dad his brand new Dodge red truck. And him and his, he had a younger daughter my age and we didn't get along. And my dad was leaving with him and her. And as a young 14 year old, 15 year old kid, I'm like, I want to go What the hell. So I yelled, where are you going? He said, if you want to get in, get in. So we got in the car and I realized that we started to head towards the cemetery. And as we were in the car, I realized that my neighbor had lost a son and was buried at the same cemetery. So I was like, that's coincidence. Crazy. So we get to the cemetery and um, Holy Sepulchre Cemetery has like a bunch of different side streets. And my mom is within a cul-de-sac and you park there. And then on the other side of kind of like a maybe five to six block little acre thing, that's where his son is. So we got out. We said hello to my mom. We walked over to his son's grave. And meanwhile, his younger, his daughter was kind of being dumb teenager, right? Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. be here. So she yeah. took her dad's car keys and was like, I'm going to the car. And so she left to the car and we took our time. You know, it's cemetery. It was an impactful day. We wanted to, you know, be there for them. And 
it was about maybe two hours later that we started to make our way back up the hill. And we see her at the top of the hill. We're like, what is going on? So we walk a little bit closer and she's like, dad, I locked the keys in the car. Oh, and no. it's daylight yeah. savings. I remember this clearly. It got dark an hour early and I'm at a cemetery and I love ghost stories and all that, but I'm not about to see a ghost. No. <laughs> so I look at my dad and I'm like, please open the car door. But because it's a brand new truck, you can't pop it open or jiggle it open like the old school cars. So there we were for, I'm not kidding, 45 plus minutes messing with a stupid door, sticking clothes hangers through a small crack. I mean, like they're jangling it. Any Mexican, any Mexican on the, on here knows like their dads know how to like jangle things open. Like there's a way <laughs> there's, you're going to get in it. I'm not kidding. Nothing. As we're standing there by the door, I immediately have a memory of my dad locking the keys in the car when we were younger and go to parties and my dad would get a little bit too tipsy and leave the car <laughs> keys in the car. My cousin's laughing because she knows this is true. <laughs> and I'm standing there and I'm giggling to myself and my dad looks at me kind of mad. Like what's, what's so funny. And I was like, dad, dude, you know, mom is laughing her butt off right now that we're locked out of the Aww. car. And he looks at me. He's like, yeah, you're right. I was like, you know what? I was like, I yell out into the air. I'm like, mom, open the door. We're locked out. I no sooner said out, the doors all four popped open. Stop. Bam, 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 bam. Like new car's noise. Bam, 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 bam. And my dad looks at me, looks at the freaking sky, opens the door and just like serious dead face. Get in the car. (laughs) Get in the car. Oh my gosh. We leave that cemetery so fast. And I come home and tell my siblings and my siblings are cracking up. They're like, yep, that's mom. She's like, all right, I'll do this one for you, Augustine. But that's the last time I open doors for you. Oh my gosh. Your mom is so supportive. I know she really is. But unlocking doors, I mean, he should have, that should have been a learning lesson for my dad that day, but she was nice. (laughs) She was nice. I have so many other stories. My, my house was haunted when we were kids, but I, my cousin can attest to, we've had my mom up here in a window saying goodbye to us. We've had like crazy other stories that I can write in or get on the next camp stories, but I'm so excited to be on here and having you guys listen and talk about my mom. It's been a few years since she's been with us, but we don't forget her ever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your mom is 100% watching over you and your family and will help. I mean, th- these are both experiences where she has protected you, right? It's, it's yes, right. I mean, on, on two very different extremes, but again, she came to your aid and was like, I will unlock the door for you. Who does that, right? It's a new car. She's like, I got this. <laughs> beep, beep. Oh my God, Mina, this is, I'm so sorry for your loss, um, but it truly is incredible to know that she is still watching over you very much so. Oh yes, I appreciate it. And uh, thank you to the whole community for hearing my story and looking at the picture of my mama. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. Bye, Mina. Wow. That was a great way to end this episode. It was, it really was. incredibly sweet. I saved that photo. 
Great. And, and I'll put the Discord link one more time. This is this is what's nice about having Discord as well as we can go back and forth with photos, you know? Yeah. We can yep. supplement the listening here. Yes. Incredible. Man. Well, we'll be back next week. Corinne and I will be together. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So we'll just join from the campfire stories profile. Yes. Just us together, two girls, one mic. That's how Aww, that's how it'll be. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um Grin, Nick did just text me saying, should we watch Hocus Pocus 2 tonight? So you can do it. I mean, I already okay. did, so I need my permission. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do research for our next episode, but you know what? It's six o'clock. I need to take I'm going to enjoy the evening. It's spooky season. It's spooky season. I need to. Someone in the chat had to leave earlier because they were like, I'm binging good, good, the good witch, good witch. And I need to keep watching that. And I, now I want to watch that too. Oh, I want to watch that. When does the Wednesday show come out? Doesn't it come out this week? Oh, oh, it must. Yes. I think you're right. Corinne, do you remember that documentary abducted in plain sight? Yes. I was just talking about that a couple days ago. There's a TV show comes out on Thursday. It's called Friend of the Family. It's by the same guy who did the act, and which is the um, Munchausen's by proxy story. Mm. Um, so I'm so excited. Okay, comes out on Wait, Thursday. I think on Peacock. Friend of the Family. Friend of the Family. All right, I definitely want to watch that. I mean, let's yes. talk about a disturbing story. Nick is yeah. sending me. It's time to watch. Yes. So, well, if anyone needs a palate cleanser, the first episode of Ghosts came out. Oh, Remember when we had Asher Grogan on yes. here? That was awesome. So um, fun. And we love you all. We love you all. And we see will see you next week. And we will also see you, see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Very spooky. Thanks again for listening. Here's a reminder that you can catch Campfire Stories live on Spotify every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And if you want to join the conversation or share your ghost stories with us, just download the Spotify Live app available in the App Store now and sign up for free. You can even use your Spotify login. Easy. Every Tuesday, we're chatting with you about all the ghostly and spooky encounters and haunted happenings that leave us shivering at night and unable to sleep. Hence the campfire. So download Spotify live for free today and follow Campfire Stories to get notified every time we light the fire. We cannot wait to hear your ghost stories.